So once again, Black Culture Podcast, really, man, it's been a while since we had an interview, and this is one that we were, because yeah. we've been doing our, our short takes, but it, it's one we've been trying to get for a long time, uh, something that I'm passionate about. Uh, and this gentleman actually reached out to me, which really happened. So I'm excited to introduce, we got a personal trainer who's all about fitness and health, Mr. Elijah Tyson, aka Tice the Trainer. How you doing today, bro? Doing great, brother. How you guys feeling today? I'm feeling great, man. Feeling great. Let's yeah. go ahead and, and, and jump into it. So um, I'm, I'm intrigued um, as somebody who loves to work out all about health and whatnot, but you created a mission. You created a focus to focus on the fitness, health, and wellness of black and brown men. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and jump into that, man. Talk about what it is that you specifically do and how you created um, this movement that you're in. Absolutely. So I appreciate that, brother. Um, so yes, I'm the founder of the Grind Tribe uh, with a number one fitness and health optimization platform for uh, black and brown men. And so um, let, let's take it back, right? Uh, I've, been, I've been a trainer certified for eight years now, right? I was a trainer in college, um, but my, my story is actually a little bit different, right? I, I actually took a little bit of a break from, you know, training after college to run my first tech business. Uh, I was a founder of a startup and uh, essentially, you know, I was fresh out of college and I was uh, just in a position where, as you guys know, as founders, grinding it out. Um, just really, really grinding it out. And um, at the time, me and my team, we were building a hard tech product, uh, essentially like a, a refrigerated vending machines. And so the story behind that quickly is I was a fitness trainer on campus. I used to carry around my protein shakes, salads. I went to a campus with a very big commuter student population, and I never had a place to store. I also realized that that was an issue for a lot of other students. And so uh, I embarked on this idea one day in a pitch competition to build a vending machine that didn't sell you food. It sold you a place to store your food and keep it, you know, refrigerated. And so um, it just started up as a little idea. You know, I'm like a sophomore, I'm a junior in college at the time. And I pitched it in uh, one of these campus business competitions and I won a little bit of money. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And so um, I just have, I kept having people, you know, approaching about this idea. Students, faculty asking me, you know, hey, when you guys coming out with that cold fridge idea? And I was like, man, this, this might have a little bit of, you know, viable market opportunity. Uh, and so I spent essentially my, my senior year of college just bootstrapping a lot of money, doing a lot of business competitions, learning a lot about tech business, um, building a business and preparing it for scale. And then I'm fresh out of college. You know, we got about 50 grand in a business bank account. And we're like, yo, let's, let's see where we can take this thing. So I embarked on this new journey, a little bit different from my from my background in you know training. That was always my passion. I always loved to help people, but uh, this is a this is a little bit of a new opportunity and something that I was new to. And so, when you're in this space of uh, building a tech company, things move very 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 fast, and you're always wearing multiple hats. You're like the the founder, the CEO, the graphic designer, the project manager. Sometimes you're the technical guy. Um, and so I found myself in a position where, you know, I'm wearing multiple hats, building this business. I got my two co-founders. We're trying to build a team. We're looking to raise money. Um, I'm like the face kind of. I'm the guy who talks and does a lot of the pitching. Um, and so I'm running around, you know, different states doing different business plan pitch competitions and all this kind of stuff. And um, for this, for, this is actually kind of the first time I kind of started to see, you know, how hard it is to balance your, your health when you are trying to build something. And for me, it was interesting because I, I knew how to train. I knew how to eat right. But I 
was just so mentally, you know, my cognitive load was so stretched thin that I, I no longer had the desire to do those things. And as a result, it started to show up in my appearance and it really started to show up for me mentally, bro. Um, you know, when you're tired and when you're burnt out, you start to get a little bit more emotional, your cortisol levels are high, so you get a little bit more triggered. And, you know, when you run in a startup and you got all these sensitive things going on, if you're not in a right fit, if you're not in a right mental space, man, it can be real easy to, to make decisions, make mistakes that are going to affect the business's, you know, viability and the opportunities that you got going out there. And for me, I just found myself in a position where I was like, man, I'm, 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 I'm grinding it out. You know, one of the, the common themes that we understand in the tech community is that less than 1% of venture capital goes to Black founders, right? And so that's less than 1%. And so, it, you know, I was in what we call, what I call the, uh, the minority founder limbo, where essentially you're, you're trying to build a product, but you need product, you actually need money to get that product out so people can buy it, but the investors want to see that people are buying it in order for them to give you money. So it's like this limbo that you're working and what you really do is grind, right? And, you know, it's, I'm usually in a predominantly white ecosystem. At the time, I was up in Buffalo, New York. That was a tech ecosystem I was in fresh out of college. And um, I just kind of followed that story that my mom told me, like, yo, you know, Elijah, you got to work 10 times as hard as a person who doesn't look like you to get what they had. Now, the problem with that story is while it helped me develop a lot of drive and hard work, um, it just doesn't work when you start to really, really think high level about business. And when you're building a tech company and you have actual physical product, we have what we call your burn rate, which is essentially how much money are you going to burn before you actually start to get people or your, your customers to start paying for that product. And because you got a physical product, every time you make a tweak, you got to pay for physical materials. It's not just a tweak in a code. And so you got this really sensitive timeline of money getting blown real fast, not coming in enough, hustling and grinding. And I just found myself mentally, man, where I was just so out of it. Um, I started dealing with like just I never really dealt with mental health issues. I never really even knew what that was until I found myself in the positions where I was addicted to coffee. I was dealing with anxiety. I was dealing with depression. And I kind of see myself going this downward spiral until one day I just had to check myself like, whoa. What's going on here? Like this is, I'm completely, you know, out of integrity with the things that I value, which are health. And, you know, that business ended up taking a, a, a real quick nosedive because I did end up having uh, a fallout with, you know, one of my partners right at the time that we had a very interested investor. And that investor was like our last, last standing leg, essentially. of like Before you get into that, because yeah, yeah. because I want that be the same, but I want to like jump in really fast because you guys said something in there, and obviously you had the ultimate goal, and I kind of feel like a lot of times we burn ourselves out because we have an ultimate goal we want to get, but I feel like if we don't set certain reachable goals to get to that ultimate goal, we'll somehow mentally and physically burn ourselves out because the ultimate goal is the hardest goal to get to no matter what it is for you. 100%. But if you, do you feel like you didn't set like maybe reachable goals to get there? And also like, man, yeah. who was in your corner when you was going through this? Like when you, like you said, you were addicted to coffee and I know yeah. how it feels to get like just drained. Like you just don't want to do nothing. You just want people to leave you alone. You get yeah. irritable really quick. Like who did you have to talk to? So, so that's two really good questions, right? I'll start with the reachable goals. 
when you're when you're trying to build a startup, most reachable goals are sort of unreachable, right? It's it's like really like this just game of like just a massive amount of work. Um, but we did set you know reachable goals, but a lot of those a lot of those things are contingent on things like money coming in, things like you got to get the right type of talent that's going to help you build the technology that you need at the speed that you need it, right? And so the reachable goals were, were, were set and those milestones were set, but they just came with a lot of other things that have to happen at the same time, right? And so that, that's the answer sort of that first question. And the second question is exactly where I was going, right? When you're when you in the tech you know, space, a lot of people, you know, at the, especially at the time, it's, it's probably a little bit different now. You know, they're really, really trying to hone in on the mindfulness space, um, you know, especially after the last 18 months, two years, right? But in the tech space, everybody kind of embraced that, like, coffee, pizza lifestyle. Like, yo, listen, it's all about work, grind, next milestone, next project iteration, slimy pizza that's cold, leftover coffee. You do whatever you do to get it done because that's just the, that's the mindset in that, in that space. It's about speed. And nobody cares about anything else besides that. And so that's when I really found myself like out of integrity because inside of the people that was actually doing what I wanted to do, they didn't embrace the mindset around help. It was kind of just like, yeah, bro, so what? I, yeah, I'm fat or yeah, I'm out of shape. But like when I, my startup, you know, when, when we scale, I worry about those things later. And so there just wasn't a, a mindset cultivated in the space that I can actually even identify with to find these problems, let alone, I'm, to be honest, I'm just I'm seeing myself as just a black dude working 10 times harder. You know, right. what? Can, can, can you dig into that? Because I don't think a lot of people understand the drive and the focus that people are willing to negate their, their health mm-hmm. when they're working hard to achieve that goal. Um, yeah. And the fact that you see so many people who are living unhealthy lifestyles, but they're just grinding and grinding and go. And right. there's literally no balance to your life right. at all. And so. We, I can definitely say, man, that it's a very common thing to, to sacrifice your health for the bag, for success, right? I think it's, it's, number one, especially when I see it in our community, we haven't gone through a, a long enough time where we've been normalizing wealth. So we kind of have a little bit of this, of this necessary over-importance on money, right? On, on, um, on money and on accomplishment. And the thing about it, man, is like, it's kind of interesting because when we really understand money, like you can't really have wealth without health. Like if you really just think about it, kind of just basic level, right? But I think that when we when we start to get into the level of focus that is needed to build something, you know what I mean? From a platform to a business um, and just how much load that you have cognitively, a lot of people put their health, they don't really it can be easy to kind of either not recognize the importance of it or they just end up putting it in the back end of the line because it's like, hey, I only got only got 24 hours in a day. I don't got time to work out. I ain't got time to meal prep or or throw something green on my, I'm, I'm just going to eat whenever I can eat. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to go to sleep whenever I go to sleep. Those are usually a lot, of time, a lot of the things that we don't take into consideration until we find ourselves in a position where our health is the thing holding us back in business, which is the caveat of my message, right? And that's where I got to. I got to the point where my mental health was so shot, like I couldn't have functional, we got to a real sensitive point in the business where it's like we these really, really big A or B decisions. And I'm I'm so shot mentally, not getting no sleep, I'm addicted to caffeine, uh, eating like crap, that I, we can't even come to agreements. And that's affecting the business, especially when you're in the tech space and 
you're, you're struggling to get capital. If you're not able to move with speed and decisiveness, you lose. That's just the name of the game. It's a very, very, it's a high speed contact sport. And it's real easy to just become a loser because you ain't, you ain't put the work in or, or you didn't, you didn't make the right pivot. And so that's where I ended up. And I, I had to take a step back and really look at like, whoa, how did I end up here? I done sacrificed my health, friendships, relationships, and I kind of got nothing to show for it, thinking that I needed to do all those things to, to have my focus, right? And I just, you know, being in tech, especially as a conscious Black man, it's interesting, man, because you really get start to see, you start to get in rooms where you're literally seeing wealth being passed down. You're seeing people being able to have the opportunity to build something huge. Like, as Black people, we don't own any single industry. And the only way that we can own an industry is to disrupt that actual market. And how do we do that? We do that through tech. Now, when you're in a space where you've seen how these things work and you start to, and you realize like, man, it's really like a struggle out here. You start to think about like, well, what, what do we got to work with? And I had came to the realization that, listen, bro, if I can't operate at my highest confidence and my highest mental capacity, then I'm actually a liability to the success and the vision that I have for myself. And that comes full circle into why I built the Grind Tribe because I wanted to be able to give brothers like myself the space to navigate their health, their fitness goals, their mental health while they're building something. Not think of it as, hey, you know what? I'm tunnel vision in and you know, I, might get, I might get a little out of overweight or I might do this or I might put that at the back and I'll worry about it later. Nah, I'm, let, me, let me lay you down a formula of how you can stay fit, how you can feel good physically, how you can feel good mentally so it can benefit you, the people around you and the energy that you're putting into your project or your business or your platform. And so that's where things kind of came full circle. And I had that realization, man, that, you know, we got to, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's a lack of information. If we don't, you know what I'm saying? The biggest reason businesses fail is because of a lack of capital access and information, right? Now, that information is not just how to run a business, but it's how to manage yourself. If you can't manage yourself, you, you won't be able to manage anything, especially as it begins to grow. And that's, what we, that's why I came full circle with my message behind my health and my training platform. So when was the turning point for you when you actually made that switch from tech to go into training full time? So, yeah, go ahead. That's a great question. So I was around mid-2019, mid right? Essentially, my startup was in shambles and I was speaking to one of my mentors. And at this point, I don't had a full out, but I'm like, in my head, I'm like, man, I ain't giving up. Just still got an opportunity. And I'm speaking to one of my mentors uh, from this accelerator called Techstars, right? And she goes, Elijah, you know, I know you done been doing, I know you done been doing all these pitches and showing these investors this five-year J curve. But she was like, the reality is that's that's not the reality for most founders. She was like, I want you to ask yourself what you're passionate about, what you value, and really ask yourself do you see yourself building this for the next 10 years? And she just gave me a little bit of perspective to chew on. She's like, I want you to answer it now. I just want you to think about it. Because a lot of times we think that we can just hop in and treat this tech business stuff like it's a, a career, when in reality, you might be putting the work for 10, 15 years and not seeing any results until the end of that. And I said, damn. And at the time, I really knew what my passion was. Because at the time, I really started to kind of do a lot of inward reflection. That's when I started tapping into meditation and mindfulness. And it kind of brought me back to my purpose. I wanted to help other people, but it brought me back to that purpose with a little bit of con with a little bit of context and a little bit of a way that I could understand who I wanted to serve. I think that's kind of like 
not just tech. I think that's life, period. Like, it's funny, like, Price and I were talking um, a couple of days ago about how everyone wants immediate success. And that is where a lot of failures definitely in our culture come because we on social media a lot and we're looking at we're looking at the end result on social media. Right. You're not really looking at the years of hard work they put in to build up their audience, build up their clientele, build up their product. You just see the end result and you want it like that. And I think when reality hits that you actually have to do work, you have to put the work in a lot of long nights, a lot of early mornings, a lot of sleepless nights. I think that's where it comes a moment where it's either going to make or break. You got to make a decision. Either you're going to go full throttle with this or you're going to try something else. And I think a lot of times, shout out to you. And also the people that were around you that may help to continue to push you to continue to finish that job. Cause I think support system is important too. Cause like I said, man, once you face reality and you realize, man, like it's work to do when you trying to accomplish any goal, like it just doesn't happen like that. I think that's where a lot of us revert. We get stressed out and we just be like, you know what? I don't got time for it. And I think a lot of dream, not I think I'm sure a lot of dreams, a lot of great ideas has been, Falling, falling by the wayside because of not realizing what it really takes to get to, to get there. And, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't talk about, bro. Like business is a long game. And for the most part, the people that win is the people that develop that stamina. A lot of times we dig and we dig and we dig and we just get so tired of digging. We like an inch away from the gold, but it's like, man, I've been doing this for six years, seven, 10, 11 years. And they, and they retreat from it. And I think that that kind of speaks to that level of sustainability, because when I when I really took that 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 principal level approach to look at what I really want to dot my my T's into with, you know, my, my business and, and ultimately, you know, what I want to build, what I want to share with the world. Right. I asked myself that question, like, what what do I see myself sustainably building for 10 years? Like something that I, I can be so proud, can be so proud to be a part of. Right. And be building that I just stay in the game long enough to win. And when we go back to the whole sustainability factor, you're not gonna stay in the game if you just keep, you keep sprinting and running into those brick walls, you burnt out, you, you, you tearing things down uh, in your lifestyle, whether it be your health, whether it be your relationships, because you can't find, I don't like to use the word balance because I don't really think it exists, but you can't really find that alignment of, you know, just a proper way to, to navigate these different areas of your life. It's funny you say that, right? And I'm just, this is my last thing. I know you got something to say, Price, but you talk about health. It's so easy to, to like not work, not take your health serious. Definitely when you're trying to accomplish a lifely goal. I, I tell people this all the time. Even if you're not lifting weights, man, go to the gym and just get on the treadmill and walk. And that time you just be able to get there and decompress and think, clear your mm-hmm. mind, clear your head, like put some headphones in, whatever, just that to me comes when health is really important because stress affects your heart. It affects yeah. the mind. So definitely I try to tell people now, even now me, if I, I go to the gym, I'm not lifting weights. I just want to go get on the treadmill just so I can run and just right. think I'm there on the treadmill for an hour, just walking, running, just to release those thoughts after a long week or a long day. So 100%. trying to chase a goal does like, like you say, it's stressful. And I don't think purely people really realize that getting into it. Yeah, and, and to that point, Willie, um, you know, it's funny or not funny. It's sad that the number one killer in the world is heart disease. Right. 
And in our community, I mean, I'm sure you've been to tons of funerals. And I remember going to a funeral where I was probably the smallest dude in the funeral as far as the people who came to the funeral. Right. Because I, I'm Chris, Chris, Chris Rock said it best. He said, when you go to black funerals at the at the repast, they feed you the same food that just killed the person. Mm -hmm. Right. And unfortunately, in our community, man, health is not emphasized. And so we got a lot of people, men and women, terrible diets, overweight, don't exercise, couch potatoes. They don't even go for walks. And this is something that he and I have been we we discussed this on a regular. It's like, man, if we just cared about our health, we could prolong our our lives. So you being a trainer and somebody who's passionate about that. What type of impact um, have do you think that you've made and that, you know, it'll have a domino effect on the whole community as a whole to save us? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great question, you know, and, you know, I, I, my, my message kind of exists in two segments. Number one is overall health. And then the second part is really just like performance and optimization of your health. Right. We sat last uh, two weekends ago. I had, a, I had a retreat. It was a mind, body, spirit retreat for my community. And we, we were at this waterfall and we sat down and we did what's called a body scan meditation, right? And all you do when you're doing the body scan meditation, you just get yourself in a relaxed position, right? And you just, you just grab any part of your body, your arm, your elbow, your knee, your ankle, your calf, and you just start to breathe into the meditation. You really, really just settle your tone down and you become one with your body. And one of the biggest takeaways that after that meditation that I asked my man, what did, what did you guys get from this? It was just, man, just this level of appreciation of this, of my body. I never actually took the time to be like, wow, this is, this is the vessel God gave me to experience this life, right? And so sometimes, you know, at, even if you're just looking at it at the forefront, our community lacks the information, but also lacks sometimes, or a lot of the times, the mindset around how important it really is. And so when I see my impact, you know, I want to make being a fit, conscious, Black entrepreneur, producer, uh, purpose-driven man, the thing to be, the normalization. Because right now, we're, we're going through a lot of periods of, of I call it de-doctrination, right? And we're trying to change the narrative in many ways that are going to serve us better in the future. And one of those narratives is health, because we've all been in the future where it's like, you know, growing up, my grandma dealt with hypertension issues. And when I was a little kid, before we used to leave the house, she used to always remember Elijah. She told me, Elijah, make sure I grab my second purse. And I used to call her lifesaver purse. And the reason why is because she used to literally pull out full stacks of hypertension pills that were like, they look like lifesaver gummies. And I used to call her lifesaver pur uh, purse. And that, that was just a normal thing. And so I think that, you know, Part of the way I see my impact is just creating this movement and being able to deliver information that make this that makes this process more palatable and more feasible for people like us, right? Um, but also like making it sexy, like that's the reality, right? We know that trends and culture uh, has influence on us, right? And so we traditionally don't do things that aren't narrated uh, in a way that seems sexy. And I want to say, hey, listen, man, I want to make it the normal thing to be like, hey, you know what? I'm a busy guy, but I know the importance of my health. I know the importance of my confidence. So I'm in the gym, I'm eating healthy, I'm going on my runs, I'm doing whatever I need to be doing to keep myself in a position where I 
and respecting the, the vessel that I have. And it's allowing me to really show up a hundred percent. Man, it's something because, and I'm, and I'm, and I know you know this when you look good, you feel good. Right. And it's like not looking good, being overweight, being out of shape that also adds to mental health. Right. So a lot of people walking around with this depressive attitude when if they just took the time to focus on their their health it could do wonders for their mind so talk talk to us a little bit about your business and exactly what it is for you so if i'm a 45 year old guy i haven't worked out in since high school i've been grinding my whole life i've been working i got four 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 five kids right how do you get me back into it yeah so that's a great question so we, we host coaching programs. Uh, we host, so we, we, we primarily have a premier coaching program. We host events and we're gonna be rolling out courses in the near future and et cetera. But let, let's take it back to where you're at, right? You're a 45 year old man. You haven't been in shape since high school. Life has kind of gotten in the way, common story. First thing I'm gonna do is before we step into anything physically, I'm gonna assess, you know, what are your goals? That's number one. Like do the goals that you have for your health actually align with what's important to you? Because when you're 45, you have children, you have a career or a business, your values are a lot different than who you are in high school. And so a lot of times the 45-year-old guy starts to have the same goals that he did in high school, and he's wondering why there's a misfire, why he can't get consistent, why he can't really make this change, because that, that's not really what you should be optimizing for, bro, right? And so making sure that your goals are aligned on what's important to you, because I got to change your mindset first. All this change happens at an identity level. And I want you to go from thinking I'm 45 and, hey, man, I want to I want to get me some abs. I mean, abs are nice to have at 45. Do you need them? No. Do you want the abs or do you want to feel that confident energy where your body doesn't shut down at the 5 p.m. and you can spend quality time with your family? It's funny you say that. I actually right. heard some 40-year-olds say they want to get some abs, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time just hacking down your mind. So like, OK, let's let's align your goals with what's that's what my whole ideology behind alignment is, is about being intentional about what you value and the commitments that you take on, making sure they fall in alignment with what you value, right? The second aspect of it is I'm gonna address where you at mentally. You know what I'm saying? 15, 20 years without working out, this 100% gonna take a toll on your body. From a physiological perspective, if you don't eat healthy and your microbiome and your gut is not in a healthy position, your gut is your second brain. And so a lot of times people go through issues where they got brain fog, they're dealing with depression, they're dealing with anxiety, they're dealing with memory loss, um, aggression, and it's because your gut is twisted. You've been eating processed foods and, you know, Thanksgiving leftovers year after year after year after year after year, and now your whole, your, your, literally your gut is affecting your brain to the point where I might put you on my program, but you, you are motivated because you've fallen into those little mental ruts or depression because from a physical level, your brain is not able to function the way it needs to be, right? So I got to give you the, the goal check. I got to give you the mental health check. And that's when we start to step into the lifestyle approach, right? Where you are right now, what's the first goal? I always say, I want to get guys consistent first. So if consistent for you looks like just walking, right? If it looks like going to the gym and just getting on a treadmill, if it looks like whatever that level of consistency is, if you've been at it for that long, right? I want to make sure that you're going to be jumping in that level of consistency first. And again, that's gonna look for different for everybody because there might be a guy that's 45 that, want, that needs to lose you know, 40 pounds and it might be a guy that's 45, like, hey, you know, I wanna tone it up. It really all depends. Everybody's goals are different, right? But once we get that level of consistency, that's when we start to optimize up for your strength, 
Um, you know, usually at that age, you're really focused on your strength and your muscle mass to increase your, your body's metabolic functioning, right? To then your food and your develop, your, your relationship with food, right? Being able to nourish your body, get you identifying with that, what it feels like to feel good after eating, not like you want to go to sleep, right? And so these are all just, you know, common things that we work on in a habitual, you know, in a systematic, but just a habitual way with the high level of coaching and accountability. You know, I call myself a coach as opposed to a trainer because I, 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 I host things more holistically. But the biggest thing is, hey, bro, I'm going to get you to change your habits. I'm going to get you to change your routines. And by the end of working with me, you're no longer going to identify with this version of yourself that's like, man, I can't stop eating this, or I'm too lazy, or I don't want to, I don't like working out, right? You're going to be a whole different person that values the things that are good for him. So I see the uh, picture on the back of your wall, 27 laws of hustle. 27 laws of hustle. So I'm, I want to, I want to get into that a little bit, but mm -hmm. before um, I do get into that, I do have a question. You know, oftentimes um, we grow up with this hustle mindset, you know, hey, let's 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 hustle, get this money. But eventually I feel like comes a point where your hustle mindset has to turn into a business mindset. That's correct. Did when you had that moment, explain that to us, like when you had that moment of, you know what, man, I need to switch this hustle mindset into a business mindset. And why is it is it important to have that change? Mm. See, this is why. This is why my this is why I, I love living in my message because that mindset did not click until I finally start to tap into my mindfulness and my consciousness. Because why? What did that do? It gave me space. When you in the hustler's mindset, you just like go 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 go, right? Not knowing that you're going and you're going, you're moving fast in the wrong direction, or maybe you're doing things that are not necessarily you know when we talk about business like a revenue. You're not doing. You're not spending your time doing revenue driving activities you're spending your time doing stuff that you could pay somebody five six seven eight bucks an hour to do right and so it's definitely a level of mindset i personally reached that moment where i realized the power in, in presence and that me going all the time was just a distraction from my own internal things that i had going on that i didn't want to face a lot of us in our community we we leverage business or we leverage the hustle and this go-go mentality to, to put a Band-Aid over some internal stuff that we don't want to deal with. And that's what COVID did. What COVID did, COVID tore off that Band-Aid. It was like, damn, I got shot? I thought it was a little slip. And people started to recognize the importance of their mental health. I grew up in a, you know, I grew up in a household with my mom. She worked 16 hours a day. And I, I do what I do to take care of y'all. And so this mindset we kind of get from different places, but we don't, well, sometimes we don't understand that we may have little bits and pieces of traumas and insecurity that because we, we want to thrive on this level of momentum and I'm busy all the time, we don't want to sit with ourselves and sitting with, and, and me being able to just sit with myself holistically, taking time, taking a day off, mindfulness, meditation, it just started to open up more space in my mind where I really start to look at business. Number one, my anxiety started to decrease. Most people, most people, they want to be in that hustle mentality because they got high anxiety. You don't want to hire a virtual assistant. You want to be, you want to be the graphic designer because, well, you don't, you got too much anxiety. You think they ain't gonna make it perfect. Like you don't need to be doing that if you're trying to do build this type of business, right? We got anxiety. We got all these different internal issues that we masking up when we trying to throw a little bandaid on with the hustle. And man, coming to that place of 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 presence and stillness with myself not only gave me that that internal level of space 
but it gave me the ability to start looking at my business with a long-term mindset and with a bird's eye view. Like there's times where I'm working in my business and then there's times of the day where I'm working on my business. Let's look at the numbers. Let's look at what's going on. What's our community like? What's our engagement like? What's our revenue like? Who do I need to hire to make these things be better so we can get to where we need to be? As opposed to, I'm just gonna keep on going and going and going and going and going. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And uh, with that point, Willie, that, that was a great question, man. In our community, how we're, taught to think has a lot to do with the things that we do health wellness and hustle and I, and I always ask my friends who you know black people are very talented we can pretty much do anything and we can turn anything into a business but the most of us run around with that hustle mindset and then when you look at people who've got businesses they've been in business for 20 years 30 years 40 years, they took the time to sit down plan things out and say yo i'm gonna make sure this business take care of me my kids and the generations after how do we change that programming man i think we got to ask ourselves what we really want like what we what do we really want i think too many times do we 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 think like like next three to five years but we don't think long term right there's a reason why i call my 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 my, my platform the grind tribe and not tice fitness or elijah tyson fitness because i'm trying to build a brand I can't scale a brand that's only attached to my face. I can scale a brand that's attached to a message and a community. And so that was a decision I had made when I was thinking about my name. And I, I think sometimes we don't we necessarily think, hey, how are the actions that I'm, you know, how are my actions and, and the way that I think about now, how is that actually correlating with the end result of what I'm looking to do? Because we live in an age of so much information where it's just like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I think a lot of us are, you know, we don't, we don't want to find ourselves in the cubicle anymore. We don't want, we don't want to stick to the same narrative of, hey, you know, maybe I, I work this job that I hate, or you know what, we're trying to find this level of freedom. And that's great, but we got to take into context, what's, what's the long-term play? You know, because when we look at wealth building, it's like, all right, you get your earned income up to the point where you can now start using that earned income to invest and you invest in things that are gonna give you a higher yield on your investments. And now you have multiple streams of revenue, which you can then utilize to build more streams of revenue. And now we start the wealth building game. But I think that we need to ask ourselves, number one, what do we really want? And number two, everybody talks about, you know, generational wealth, but we don't talk about generational health, like physically and mentally. How are you, how are you supposed to build generational wealth if your family is still dysfunctional, right? If, if you no, if you guys don't have health as a value, you want you, you want to pass this business down to who with this day and that, but they they not healthy. When people are not healthy, they don't make very good decisions. And so I think we got to start thinking about things more holistically. Like I look at my family all the time, and you know when I'm in a room with my my uncles and my my parents, I'm talking about therapy. I'm talking I'm like I'm I'm saying listen, hey. Here's where I'm at right now, I'm 26 years old. By the time I'm 35, here's where I wanna be. I'm looking to build a family business and ain't no family business about to run if we can't get past the, the, the little he say, she say, nonsensical dysfunctions that have been normalized. So we gotta work on that too. Like that, that's, that's, the, that's part of the three, five year plan. I, I gotta get my family to a position where we eat healthy, we value our health and we can actually have conversations with each other and help each other grow. And so we got to start really, really looking at things more holistically. But in order to do that, we got to find that 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 calm 
present place where we can give ourselves time to think because we just don't be thinking about these things for the most part. Nobody, a lot of times we don't really get the chance to really think about how can I build, building wealth is a long game. And so you got to look at how are how we going to stick this long game out? And, and it's a question, again, we, we, sometimes we find the answers by just asking ourselves better questions. Wow. Wow. Hey, man, we going, we, we got to have you back with part, part, part two, man. <laughs> hey, man, you know me. I'm that was deep, that man. That was deep. Real yeah, talk. bro. Hey, hey, bro, how can the people reach you? How, how can they connect with you online? Absolutely. I'm on, I'm on Instagram personally as Tice, T-Y-S-E underscore the underscore trainer. Uh, we also have our community uh, Instagram about to be relaunched at The Grind Tribe. Um, I'm also on YouTube as Elijah Tyson. And, and where can we get one of them shirts, man? Because that shirt is fly. So The Grind <laughs> Tribe, man, so I've been keeping the shirts for the community, but I'm getting things mapped on on the e-commerce side right now. And they're definitely going to be uh, uh, available to the public. Uh, and it's soon, uh, soon. Right now, I'm just kind of doing manual orders because I focus most of, most of the focus on the coaching program, but we're going to be rolling out a whole lot of gear, a whole, you know, really just a whole lot of value around the message, man. And so the shirts and the gear would definitely be a part of it. Bro, man, shout out to you. Shout out to the work that, that you're doing. And you're a, not just a trainer, you're an entrepreneur, um, got multiple business multiple businesses and i really love the fact that you're normalizing that you say you want it to make being successful being fit having your mental health intact you want to normalize that as the standard for us opposed to just being an exception to the rule man i love that yo really i think we're gonna call this episode the grind tribe <laughs> we gotta call this episode the grind tribe man so anything else before we go willie no, man. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Black Culture Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to smash that like button and also subscribe to our channel on YouTube, Apple, Google, and Spotify. And also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Black Culture Podcast. Peace. Peace.